Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 369. If you haven't watched us before, we're a weekly Nintendo show here on IGN, on YouTube, everywhere you're watching your favorite programming. We have a great show today, a couple of, uh, couple of big topics. We're going to talk about five things that we want changed in Splatoon 2. We're also going to talk about the latest Switch release, and that's Sonic Mania, a game that all of us, I think, have been anticipating for a while. And then we're going to go through the latest news, including the grand debate of flight versus invisibility, but we'll get to more of that after I introduce the panel. I'm Perry Schneider, your host, and with me today we have a new face. Who are you? Uh, hi, I'm Lily Zaldivar, and I am a huge Inkling uh, Splatoon fan. So, hey, Lily. Welcome to the show. Uh, so I've always you. wanted oh. to have Lily on because every time uh, we go online and play Splatfest, she's the one who completely takes me down. <laughs> so maybe we'll have a, a little revenge story here. We'll also have Brian Altano. <laughs> That's right. Hi, I'm Brian Altano. Nice to meet you. What's up? What do you do here at IGN, Brian? Not a lot. Just, Not much. Just kind of. I just live in this corner, and they put the camera on me every now and then. Sits in the studio. I'm amazed. Sometimes you're on up at noon at the same time live and next to me. It's in the it's, studio. It's weird, right? It's it, it's a trick. And How we of course we of course have Jonathan Dornbush returning. Charmed, I'm sure. Hello, our man for Good all news. Here. Yes, and all uh, who owns a Switch and plays a lot of Nintendo games. So oh yeah, a, a very welcome guest. But we are going to go right into the latest news uh, from the world of Nintendo Switch. Not a lot of 3DS news out there, but. A little bit we of got some stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, first of all, a uh, little bit of housekeeping. IGN uh, is taking NVC on the road. So that's good news if you like the show. We will be um, at Gamescom uh, next week. Um, if you're happening to go to uh, the biggest gaming expo in the world in Cologne, Germany, look sharp. You'll see us running around like crazy trying to cover the show. Um, and you're doing a, a live show, right? I will be, we will streaming live for three days and Damon and I are handling most of the heavy lifting on that, but we've got tons of games coming on, uh, some switch stuff here and there and it should be cool. So if you're looking for us, just tweet at us. Um, that's the easiest way to find us because we're off the concourse in a little private meeting room running our studio set there. Um, but we will be around and there will be much ice cream and much beer and all that stuff. Right? Really? That's, yeah. I think it's like a weird yeah. way to power our, our bodies through three ice days. Ice cream and I beer. Think, just yeah. a ton and, of and sugar. Knuckles? And pork knuckles? Uh, yeah. Go for that again? Yeah. I, I didn't know what that was until last year. That's a big thing there. Yeah. It's it's just a big it's like basically the big cartoon monster hunter meets oh, you know okay. it's just like this bit and they put it on a plate and it's weird you Can guys you pick are it weird. up with like one it's hand a crunchy pork oh. knuckle it's not weird it's okay delicious. I don't like yeah. those words together it's but pork it, knuckle I will eat them again well the English word sounds weird so yeah <laughs> <laughs> pork knuckles but yeah it's gonna be an awesome show I'm very excited about that Pax is gonna be great we have well much closer to home we're yeah. we're gonna be at Pax West that's right yeah and we are doing a live show at Pax West uh, Sunday night at seven thirty you need your badge to get in because it's part of the sort of main convention center. Do you know the name of the theater it's in? No. It's something stupid. It's like something Sasquatch. Stupid. Like Albatross or, like, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Like that. Summer Nut. Something yeah. We'll have more details on the next show but you know come find us uh, at PAX. Yeah. Um, we will do a live panel with some of your uh, your favorites from NVC. I think Zach is going to be there too. Yeah, Zach's yeah. going to be there. We're doing something really special. Uh, we pitched to PAX to basically let us do a thing where we, we rank the top 10 Nintendo games of literally all time. So yeah. uh, should be easy. We're going to do that with audience interaction. So if you're there, uh, you're hanging out Sunday night. Um, I think Game of Thrones is over by then. So just come through. There's, what are you going to watch? Like ballers? Just exactly. come through, hang out with us. <laughs> in, Don't you insult the rock. In prepping <laughs> for it, we, we built a spreadsheet, a Google Doc yep. between us and kept ranking games. And every time Zach would add, add something, we'd delete it. It's bad. So <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be bad. Like, like I always say this, like when we rank things at IGN and we're like the top 10 this, people go in the comments and like, you're wrong, you're wrong. We're doing that 
that here before <laughs> you can other, even yeah. tell us we're wrong. We're yelling at each other. So oh, yeah. these are heated things. It's going to be really fun. We're going to somehow get some sort of consensus on one of the 10 best Nintendo games of all time. It's not going to happen. So, and this yeah, will be definitely. the official list for all time. For all time. It yeah. can't be changed ever until yeah. next next year. Week. Okay. The yeah. pressure is uh, on. Pressure's on. So Gamescom, you got to tune in for that. You know, obviously the times are a little off because uh, Germany is on a different time zone, but um, we'll have lots of videos uh, of uh, Nintendo games as well yeah. because Nintendo is bringing Mario Odyssey and Samus Returns and Sega is there with Sonic Forces. So yep. not mm-hmm. actually uh, Sonic Mania, which just came out and we're talking about later, but mm-hmm. Sonic Forces, the next installment. We're also hearing awesome. about a bunch of really cool indie stuff coming to Switch um, that'll all be at PAX, so I will do my best to get my hands on with that yep. stuff and uh, play it before it's here. Perfect segue, hands-on. If you want to get your hands on a Switch, they're actually in stores right now. So <gasps> the last week, um, Switches have popped up at GameStop as mm-hmm. part of like bundles where you have to buy a giant freaking Snorlax plushie or something with it. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a great deal to me. But uh, Toys R Us, uh, Amazon had uh, both, sy- both systems in stock yep. for two ninety nine without yeah. anything packed in the colored uh, controller version went really quick yeah. but the gray yeah. one was around I, th- I think it's still around as we're recording this nobody wants the gray one because it's sad it's for sad people don't insult hey, what you color colors you guys got gray I gray. bought gray originally but I have red and blue now okay. really yeah. wow okay yeah. what about you you got gray I have gray oh man yeah Thank me too it is see I want to get the neon green and pink ones which isn't fair because They're it's in the Splatoon awesome. 2 bundle that's coming out. Well, good yeah. news for you. That bundle is coming to the U.S. So if you haven't been following the news, um, what was once Japan and Europe only, uh, we'll actually see here in the U.S., but only at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And only in bundle form for $379. It's got a download co- uh, code for Splatoon in it, but it has these uh, these little babies in it. So if you want to invest in it, cool. we don't know if they'll ever be released separately in the U.S. They're so You can also import them probably for 100 bucks from uh, some, some foreign This is, uh, can I say real quick, this is kind yeah. of a weird bundle because it's Three hundred and seventy nine ninety nine, and yep. a switch is two ninety nine ninety nine, and Splatoon is sixty bucks, carrying and the too. carrying case is twenty. Yep. It's not a really a bundle. It's just somebody putting stuff together Items. for you. I, I see. Like those you're not saving lot. any money on yeah. it or anything like that. I feel like those have become more and more common. Where it's just because the word bundle carries so much cachet. Yeah, that people assume that they're saving a lot, but well, there's a reason. It, for I mean, yeah, it is yeah, true. Yeah, like I definitely know that. With the with the neon pink neon green Joy-Con, you think that it would be like a little bit like the pricier, but you're just getting that one Joy-Con, right? You're not getting two, so why is it that much? Yeah, you're not. Well, you're not. You're getting both sides. Yeah, but you're not cool. getting. It looks cool. Yeah, I get it. And but, so you'll still have to buy the Pro controller separately so, if that's what you want to. So the challenge for retailers is that they don't make a ton of money off hardware. Yeah, yeah. it's always been the story around console launches too. Retailers are happy because you come into the store, you buy games, you buy controllers, you may, you know, they may sign you up for a Game Informer subscription or whatever, right? Yeah. Like they love that Halo effect, just like how you know fast food restaurants love it that you buy a Coke. That's how they make their money. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, and that's the challenge. And that's why a lot of retailers like to bundle stuff together to ensure that you'll actually pick up stuff. And, yeah, for sure. You know, a, a, a Splatoon code doesn't cost them anything. They don't have to have, uh, you know, copies in stock or in uh, on the shelves. And so it keeps packing like it, sizes yeah. down. I wish so, it had come out earlier, though. I would have bought that before Splatoon 2 came out. It it is weirdly timed because it's not like, that's why I think this is odd. Because like if they had saved this for the fall and you could save a couple bucks on it because you, you know, you weren't early Mm enough, you weren't an early adopter, then that's an awesome deal. But for people who like diehard Splatoon fans just bought all of this stuff or just bought Splatoon, they already own a Switch. Like it's just, it's just weird timing. I think they didn't know how many units they'd be able to make because this is, yeah, the timing is super odd. There's no rhyme or it comes out. No, and it's the same. Same way I look at like them being like, here's the new 2DS. 
And then a week later, they're like, here's the new Samus 3DS. Like, the timing on all this is just odd. So I've, if, I, I would say, though, if you're a parent and you're thinking about getting your kid a Switch for Christmas, just buy it now. Get this Walmart oh, yeah. edition now. Oh, yeah. you, you do want to have Splatoon installed on your mm-hmm. machine. Like, I just flew, um, you know, I, I was on an airplane playing Mario Kart with a friend. I was so happy that the game was installed on my system. I didn't have to switch cartridges or really think about bringing it. Yeah. I'm, the sa- I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see oh. a lot of debate about physical versus <laughs> digital when it comes to stuff mm-hmm. like that but Mm -hmm. the reality is is i play so many indie games that almost like i mean i I would say probably less than 50 percent of them actually get a physical release yeah um so you're gonna need a a memory card anyway so you might as well you know buy a bunch more digital but i understand i understand the logic behind getting physical stuff i just when i'm on a plane i don't want to switch out mario kart put in splatoon especially if you're just playing like one match one race yeah i had i almost you know darren uh, who works for ign as well is like hey you want to play mario kart he was like sitting a couple rows in front of me and i'm like oh i didn't bring mario kart and then i'm like thank goodness i have it installed (laughs) in the system so you want that oh absolutely a couple of of, couple of releases. Uh, not going to go into detail. Minecraft Story Mode is out on August twenty second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good if you love the Telltale games. You know, good quality game, especially if you're into it's Minecraft. A solid entry. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's not yeah. my favorite. No, in the not mine either. Uh, it, you know, certainly Walking Dead season one was much. Yeah, better I love Tales Lands. from the Borderlands. Some really awesome Wolf voice actors. Oh one, yeah, the, the, the cast yeah. is great. Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt, Paul Rubens, uh, yes, Brian yeah. Posehn's in it. Um, Corey Feldman. Yeah, it's a very varied <laughs> cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. very, um, it's very Goonies meets Minecraft was the way it was sort of yes. pitched to us. That's originally. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's a fun game. Jackbox Party Pack One and Two is also out. They're uh, twenty five bucks each. Yep. Have you guys played these before? No, yeah. you like yeah. them. Right? Yeah, they're I awesome. Love them too. So yeah. the cool thing about this is that they interact with your mobile phone. So oh. your Switch, you can bring your Switch anywhere and and basically queue up a, a code on your mobile phone so that everyone who has a phone around you can use their controllers and your Switch becomes your sort of TV screen. So you don't really use Switch controllers to play this. You play this with phones. Uh, and it's like weird like trivia question stuff it's like um sort of like drawing like yeah drawing pretty, yeah, just, there's right? a host okay. of party games yeah. yeah and it's all kind of making fun of each other and making up fake answers and yep. fake ideas and it's yeah. a lot and you control each other like it's it's good stuff to have like you just get some get some alcohol and get some friends together it's or juice party game yeah you know juice, if you're yeah. into that oj well, oj a nice night a little of bit of apple juice salty <laughs> salty <laughs> <laughs> it's a party favor. It is a party favor. Uh, another game came out, but only in Japan. And, uh, you know, I wanted to just briefly touch on this because this might be a franchise that comes to the U.S. And that's uh, this, not with that name, the Snack no, I, World I Treasurers. Well, I hope it has that name. Treasurers. 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 Well, it's a take on Treasurers, but it's spelled T-R-E-J-A-R-E-S. So this is actually from Level 5, the company behind Leighton, behind Nino Kuni, and obviously good good development studio, Yokai Watch. Mm -hmm. And this is a a late entry into Toys to Life. Yeah. So it, uh, they released with, uh, Takara Tomi, they released little, little keychains. Um, ironically, the switch doesn't have the hook as we learned from uh, Miranda. Miranda. Right? It means it's not chains. a handheld. But officially. Like, <laughs> you, they, the keychains have NFC chips in them. Yeah. So you can actually read them. And it's a, it's an RPG. You know, these guys, uh, obviously know what they're doing when it comes yeah. to RPGs. Very weird consumption based theme, uh, you know, around snacks and all that and, and these little trinkets that turn into weapons. It's interesting because like one out of 20 of these things really hits and resonates with a worldwide yeah. audience and yeah. becomes a global phenomenon. Yeah. But until then you have a bunch of stuff like Yokai watch was like kind of strong. It just didn't, it didn't, 
do what Pokemon did. It didn't yeah. push through exactly. around and, the world. And this I, this game, so it's it's only out for 3DS and mobile phones. It came out on mobile earlier already. No Switch version yet, but you know we'll see where that goes. Obviously, um, Level Five would love to make that transition. I'm yeah. sure. Um, but it's uh, it just came out and in a week it sold a hundred thousand copies. So it was instantly number two on the charts, mm. uh, just beaten out that week by Dragon Quest for the 3DS mm-hmm. and just ahead of Dragon Quest for the PS4. Just on that week's uh, worth sales. I'm totally drawing. We'll I'm drawing a blank, but Ubisoft also announced at E3 there was uh, that I believe it's Starship Atlas. Yeah, yes. along those yeah. Lines. which yeah. It has like Toys to Life, Star Wars, the X-wing thing. Touch yeah. one or two of them, like mess around with it. Yep. And it's I liked the idea of it, but it is that thing of can a Toys to Life game breakthrough now? Yeah. Yeah. Now, and it's, com- I, yeah, and it's yeah. coming to Switch, and it's. I think it's like really peculiar because like it's kind of a portable system, right? Yeah. Like I don't know if you've been in a position where you're on an airplane and you pull out an amiibo, but like that's totally a thing that we could we could see doing in our lives. But these are keychains. Yeah. So for for this, I mean, the the concept is sound. Um, yeah. But we'll see. There's a uh, just like with the Yokai Watch, there's a cross media approach. So there's a tie-in with a manga. Uh, you know, there's hmm. a, a magazine called Koto Koto Comics. So they'll have a a, a, a comic strip in that one. Uh, could be interesting we'll see mm-hmm. i mean level five games usually come to the west even when they have weird names like nino kuni right yeah yeah um so you know hopefully we'll see that here um quick story from uh, from the news front hello yes. uh, from ea what down happened? in the trenches of news yeah uh so ea's <laughs> executive vp uh patrick soderlin uh basically he was giving an interview with edge magazine and said fifa coming to switch will sort of be a bellwether for them of what if they bring more games to switch ea is going to look at the success of fifa and sort of measure that as if they'll bring their other franchises i'm uh, so sick of hearing which that. It's, it's a thing that uh capcom said exactly the same about ultra street fighter 2 yeah that sold very well and then they were like oh we're going to make more games for the switch this Here, thing seems here's popular. some resident evil ports yeah. yeah well and so the interesting thing is patrick soderlin uh when the switch was first revealed uh at that initial event earlier this year uh in full detail he talked about in interviews he was like i'm a huge nintendo fanboy that's why we're here day like at right. early yeah. days and we want to support it his uh son's middle name is luigi so he, he's, he's called himself, he's a self-proclaimed uh, Nintendo fanboy. Yep. So there's clearly love for it, but I think it is just a, there's a concern from all these companies who are so used to things working a certain way of seeing this brand new entry and not knowing what it will mean for them yeah. and their back catalog. So they're taking hesitant steps, which I understand from a business standpoint. I, I just think, but why is FIFA the litmus test? That's, thank you. That, thank yeah. you. That is thank the you thing. Soccer is popular, yeah. um, you know, obviously uh, bigger in Europe and Latin America than, than over here and, yeah. and fairly big, obviously, in Japan. It's, it's pretty big in the FIFA franchise as well, but it just feels like, you know, it's it's like if you go back to the early days of the Wii, 2K made a huge amount of money with carnival games. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. they looked at this platform. You said, you know what, be good on this machine, this kind of casual game collection. That was the right game at the right time, and they made so much money with this yeah. thing. And I feel like this is like, well, this is our biggest sports game franchise, and obviously a big hit for them. But is that really what the Switch is all about? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. yeah. You know, will it be a sports game console? Like, I feel like, I, no, never. I don't think so. I feel like, I agree, like, with the carnival games, because when I think of my Switch, I have, like, a lot of uh, co-op games that I play with my friends, and I would definitely get a carnival game if they brought one to the Switch. But FIFA, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I would get one. Yeah, I mean, it. you can play FIFA co-op, but, like, would you? No. Like, I think uh-huh. the, lim- the limit test thing works when it's a game that will resonate with the audience. Plans yeah. versus Zombies. Sure. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's a great it's idea. idea there it is. is. The, the weird thing about FIFA for me is that if FIFA sells very well, you can't necessarily say it's because it's on Switch, because it is, obviously, FIFA is massive around it's the world. It's a tremendously so popular 
that's not. Be that, yeah. and if it doesn't sell well, it may just be well. The install base may not be FIFA fans. Exactly, you may not know. So that's the thing. Like you look at what Capcom did with Street Fighter, right? Yeah. Like they put they put that game on there. First of all, that game resonates with almost every gamer. Second of all, there's like a rich history because Nintendo fans are you know they're people like me. They grew up playing games like that in the arcade. Yeah. Third, like Ryu was in Smash Brothers. Like there's a connection right yeah. there. I keep elbowing failed, your microphone. It would be a bit of a. Song. I'm in this small yeah. prison over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like I don't know, Pele wasn't in Smash Brothers or whoever else is playing soccer these days. Back me up, pair. <laughs> he was not. In I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> Pele. He's really up. That would be an amazing downloadable yes. character. Um, I'm sure someone photoshopped that yeah, before probably. the game. For, came out. for me, I actually I played FIFA a bit back in the day. I'm a little lapsed, but I like the idea of having that on the go, and I can play a season's worth on the go with it's, me. But it's not necessarily it's designed solely. No, there's as a nothing wrong. Yeah, I, there's I, nothing. I like that it's coming to the Switch. I yeah. actually think that variety is great. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's a weird thing to it's tie the weird it towards. Like really, you're gonna wait and see how it sells, and then start making Switch games. That's yeah. too late, EA. Come on. Yeah. You put PVZ on there, put the freaking Piranha Plants from Mario in there, right? Like, do something that speaks to that audience and brings well, something like, unique to it, the platform. It puts pressure on someone like me to buy FIFA so that I can get Plants for Zombies down the line. <laughs> and, like, that that's sucks. how you think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, if they're like, hey, it's on you guys to save our, our business here, I'm like, no, it's not. No, I ha- I felt that weird pressure when I saw that story. I'm like, well, I haven't bought <laughs> FIFA in five years. Should I buy FIFA so they put more games on the Switch? Yeah. Like, that's a weird thing for uh-huh. any consumer to have to think. Yeah. Like, I want Star Wars Battlefront on my Switch. Yeah. Like, some sort of weird downgraded version of it but i don't care i love star wars there's no star wars on switch right now yeah. how about a different star wars game that'd be cool right? sure i mean yeah it's got the license Ooh, make a star nice. wars game for switch but they can't yeah. until i buy damn soccer i mean in the way that ubisoft <laughs> yeah i'll call it soccer <laughs> you can See do soccer uh fifa star wars edition I would do it. Okay, Where that's not the happening. balls of the Star. Star Wars edition. After yeah. Connect Star sure. Wars, I want nothing like that ever again. <laughs> Star Wars is sacred right. to me. Yeah. Let's move on, guys. Uh, much, much more important discussion. So Nintendo announced the next Splatfest yep. for Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, it's they did. Coming uh, September first yeah, and September second. Sadly, mm-hmm. I think the time that we're flying to uh, to oh, PAX. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, so we'll see if we have a good uh, Shame hotel. Shame for you guys. Shame. I'll be playing the Splatfest. Good, <laughs> good hotel internet connection though can make that happen. Um, <laughs> so the theme is. The superpower, a superpower is flight versus invisibility. And there's yep. one right choice. No, okay, what's the right choice? Oh boy. Flight yeah. is yeah. the right choice. Easy. Done. It, Thanks for watching. It's so obvious <laughs> it's been a good show. Thank you guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. So hold on a second though. I mean, no, I'm, no, totally. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I would flight. pick flight too. I feel like yeah. flight is going to be the overwhelming choice because when you pick invisibility, people are going to look at you funny, right? Well, so. But they I, can't look at you. So, We've like, I, I 100% agree that Are flight, flight is, yeah. like, 100% <laughs> the correct choice. But everyone is going to talk about invisibility because it is Marina's choice. That is oh, what she wants. Okay. So it's kind of like, well, okay, flight, 100% the best choice. But Marina is picking invisibility. So, so does that give us a 50-50 popularity? Or is it going to give us the 27 mayo, 70 whatever? Right, that right, right. Catch up. Yeah, yeah, well, I think well, that's a problem. Like, because then we're not. Uh, they could do a hundred thousand spot fest, but we're really debating those two characters, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so hold on. So invisibility though means um, you, no one can Robbie see you. Banks? You can't. Well, well oh, <laughs> now I get it. It's but, bringing but, out the darker but, side of us. But no. you're to be. I mean, I don't think your clothes turn invisible or things you carry, so you can't really go like walking into into a bank and take the money bags. You know, they have well, that's money where, bags. Yeah, yeah. Back it wouldn't yeah. turn invisible. It wouldn't turn. Well, no, yeah. so there's a lot Just of you. there's a lot of questions up in there about all of, of this. Which right. then you would is. have to be naked. Yes. So and also like you can't eat. Wait, Oh, that's weird. It's yeah. real, right? I feel like that's like it be, when it becomes part of your body. Like for a second, you see a hamburger. 
When you eat it, but well, then it disappears. He, he means as you're eating. As you're eating, like you, you mean while you're chewing. Are you talking right? about like or do you mean as it would go stomach? through your entire all, digestive both system? and all of these things? <laughs> yes, all of these things. So like if I go if I go to steal pizza, which I'm not I'm not going to pay for pizza anymore if I'm invisible. Sorry, sorry. I support no, local fair. pizza I, places, but like I you use already turned bad. You don't even have the power yet. Okay, so you pick up the pizza slice okay. and you start eating it, and it's then still what, visible. It, it's floating and then it disappearing yep. in front of no, no. It the pieces go down. You can still see them. No, and then after a couple. Couple minutes. A couple minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> minutes. They turn translucent because then they become part of your body. Like your body becomes like five percent pizza okay. when you eat it. It After sounds a like a horror it goes movie. Away. All right. What, what? About, what about what about your feet on the floor? You walk around this dirty city with your bare feet, stepping on weird needles. The dirt will be visible unless you eat it. Well, uh, th- so there are different. I haven't worked this out. There all are the different way. terms of invisibility. I think if you, some people, some forms of it are you're wearing clothes and you turn invisible, those clothes turn invisible. But if you add anything to yourself, that is visible. Yeah, that's just magic at that point. That's sure. not even realistic. So but that'll be great stuff to think about realistic. while I'm flying. So, yes. so flying, so, yes. flying, flying, yes. flying, flying. Yes. I'm just yeah. worried about flying. Like, I love a short commute, you're but up. like flying in the Bay Area, like, you guys aren't scared of kites? No. Kites? No, no. kites no. everywhere. No. I've like you're flying around like no, that's not, that's, that's not even in the top 100 things I was worried. We're not about. at a beach I'm in really the 1940s. About there are no kites. Yeah, there are lots of kites. I haven't around. seen a kite anywhere. No. What, what about um, kids are on their phones? What now. about cold? It's like cold. Everywhere. What about cold? <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing though, what because if cold? you pick flight, you can save money. You can get like a sweet jacket, I like and it. then you yeah. know, bundle up, and then you're like, all right, let's go to Cabo, and then you're off. But yeah. if you're invisible, you have all the money because you yeah, can just always thing. take if the money. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm flying. I'm not invisible. Okay. Exactly. I've picked my And if choice. you're invisible, yeah. you're naked and colder than and when you're flying. And then you flying. save so much money. Oh. Exactly. I think we're going to have to phone the audience on this one. What do yeah. you guys think? Flight yeah, versus invisibility. I want to get a general breakdown. I think we will run a poll on IGN as usual oh, yeah. where you can vote between the two so you can get a sense to uh, you know what people are going to pick because there is the little popularity vote factor when you're playing Splatfest, but then there's also the skill. You know, if you're a Mayo player, obviously a much better player than a ketchup player. Whoa, well, that is fighting words. Player. I am. That's right. Don't. Suck it up. Mm-mm. Mayo yep. player. <laughs> nope. That, you know, it got even nope. grosser. It got yeah. worse. <laughs> Suck it up, Mayo player. Don't say that. This is a no, children's catch- show. Ketchup, right? Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm for ketchup. I love ketchup. Yeah, team oh. ketchup. I don't want to suck up You're the only one who did Mayo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did ketchup. All, I have taste. Always. Kara, what are we playing always. these days? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're playing a couple of games. So I've been playing a lot of uh, Severed on the airplane. And yeah. Really, really digging it. Yeah. I, I, wish, I wish I didn't have to use the stick to move around and could just tap on the screen. Um, yeah. You know, I well, do actually think the iPad version is a little better, but it's such a great game. So clever. Yeah. Kind of nasty too and gross. I found the best way to play Severed is you detach the Joy-Con. You just kind of hold it casually and then just lay the system oh, flat. And play okay. like that. I didn't even think yeah, about that. Think about that. Yeah. See, I go for max ba- battery when I'm in the airplane, mm-hmm. so I don't want to do the Bluetooth thing. Don't you have, a, don't you have that char- the charging, everything I told you to buy? There you go again with your logic. Mm-hmm. The art style is very, there is like a gross nature to it though that I kind of love as yeah. you're walking through and uh, the creature design is gross, but also just cool. things in the world are dark. There yeah. is a very dark undertone to the entire game and I love it. It's yeah. like that, that boy pinned to a tree with like branches coming out of his eye sockets and stuff. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that? Yeah. Love Ooh. it. Yeah. Uh, very creepy game. Uh, recommended. It's just 15 yes. bucks. If yeah. you want something very different, the, this uh, drink box really knows what they're doing. But um, from a even smaller developer, um, a new 3DS game came out. And it's called Chicken Wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tell this me. game's really fun. Uh, yeah, Jules, watch him. I, we we had him on the show actually way back when when we we're still in the uh, podcast room. Jules joined us. Yeah, he's been just like a really awesome supporter of Nintendo systems for a very long time now. Yeah. Uh, he's done stuff like Mutant Muds. He did Dementium. He did Moon, which yeah. was yeah. basically a oh, like Moon, an episodic yeah. first person. And sort of, yeah, it's kind of a shooter, but like yeah. m- m- more about adventure and stuff like yeah. that. Right. Just really cool guy, makes a lot of really cool games. And this is a sort of 2D action platforming game, uh, kind of in lieu, in the line of like Mario Maker and stuff like that, but a little more, you know, kind of simplistic. I mean, it say. reminds me a little bit of Box Boy or maybe, uh, you know, the Yoshi games and that your character, like Banjo Kazooie, is yeah. made up out of two, two characters. It's a chicken and a worm. Mm-hmm. And the worm almost acts like a tongue or like a, you know, like a, like a, uh, a grappling hook. Yeah. So mm. if you're standing below a, a, an opening in the ceiling, you can kind of shoot the worm through and pull yourself up and do it sideways. So it, um, it makes for a lot of clever little puzzles on how to get every item in the level. Yeah. Um, so there's some hidden stuff that you have to find hidden in the walls. And it has this really kind of beautiful 16 bit art style, like super clean, super smooth, dead on controls. If you've, if you played Mutant Muds, you, which you probably have, because like it's been ported to literally every platform yeah. ever made. It's also coming to Switch, uh, in case you missed it. But there's sort of like a hundred, like diamonds you have to collect, you know, little sort yep. of like coin card looking things. And then, uh, they're back for this game. So there's a hundred of those in every stage. And then you can also spell out the letters F U N. So it's kind of like a nod to like Kong <laughs> and Donkey Kong country. Uh, and you have to collect all three of those letters, but the platforming feels really good. It's really precise. Yeah, um, precise. the art style is really clean and fun. The music's kind of poppy. Like I keep saying to myself, like, Oh, 3ds, I got to turn this thing on again. And then I sit down and play something like this. Like if you haven't bought a switch yet, um, this is a really awesome sort of like when I think I feel like years down the line when we're, we we talk about like the swan songs to the Nintendo 3DS this is gonna be one of those games we're gonna be like that was a nice little gem to sort of come in towards the end of the lifestyle and it's you know the 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 title it sounds derivative right it sounds like chicken, chicken little, little and then like when you look at it you're like I, another 16-bit game but Jules is just really good at nailing controls yeah. Uh, yeah. puzzles yeah and then the you know, the main game is actually, I think, the small part and the small effort in developing this game because it is like Mario Maker. Yeah. It has a full-fledged level editor and the developers, you know, I, th- I think it's a two-man team. Yeah. Right? They actually used that tool set to create all the stages. So you can make your own stages with different themes, uh, you know, wide, very wide stages. You can tag them and upload them. So if uh, any of our fans, uh, NVC fans, are playing the game and you upload a stage, put the tag NVC into it because we can search for it and we can play some of your stages. So don't yeah, forget for sure. to do that. Yeah, it, like, honestly, I was playing it last night and I was like, this feels kind of like a long lost Super Nintendo game. It totally, right? and it's very, it feels like a Nintendo game. Yeah, too. it does. You know, it does. like the 3D on the 3DS in this game is really nice. It has like translucent clouds in the foreground layer. And yeah, like oh, you know, like and, to be honest, yeah. that was one of my favorite things about Mutant Muds was playing it on 3DS. Yeah. Uh, and it got ported to all these platforms, and it's still a really strong, like very precise platforming game. Mm-hmm. But without the 3D, like something was missing, you know, and I yeah. really like the 3D effect in that game. I really like it in this game. I have a feeling this game will come to Switch eventually. It sounds like a really well-designed game for the platform it was made yeah, for. Yeah, completely. And that's completely. like, I always appreciate developers who do that, mm-hmm. where they think about 
where it's going to be played on. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, I think, yeah. I think like, uh, these guys have done a really good job with that over the last few years with the, oh, yeah. with the Nintendo 3DS. And like, this is cool to see some, like something this awesome, this late in the life cycle. Yep. Great. Don't write it off. Uh, 15 bucks on the 3DS. Um, it's definitely a game that I'm, I'm going to keep on playing. Yeah. What a I deal. Like you know, if I can ever get a breather from travel, maybe sit down and make a couple of levels and yeah. upload them as well. If only yeah. you could bring the 3DS with you everywhere. Yeah. That's oh, you know, like the switch. It's just so yeah. heavy. <laughs> uh, Brian, you've been trying something that's not a game. Oh, yeah, that's I, right. I put this down as Brian's funky stick. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sequel right. to Nestor's Funky Bowling. Um, so I got this thing called the NES 30 Arcade Stick. It's made by a company called 8BitDo, which uh, if you've oh, been tracking the wireless controllers for Nintendo Switch recently, yeah. uh, they've made like these awesome NES pads, Super mm -hmm. NES pads, just yeah. like all these different controllers that will sync wirelessly with your Switch. So the cool thing about those things is you can bring them anywhere. They're super portable. They're really easy. But what if they were gigantic? Tell me more. So, <laughs> uh, 8BitDo just made a arcade fight stick for the Nintendo Switch. It also works on PC and Mac. It's 80 bucks. It comes out August 20th. And this is like a big, legit Bluetooth-enabled wireless fight stick. You can also plug it in via USB to USB uh, to the back of your Switch when it's docked. It's like the cool. size of four Switches. It's seriously, right? it's, it's really interesting to play. It's so much significantly bigger than the actual system itself. You had um, me at... It's an arcade stick, and then you went. It's this big. Yeah, it's, like, it's never mind. It's like legit. Like yeah, it's. I don't. I don't. It'd be cool to get a tiny little arcade stick. We'll get one <laughs> of those one day. That'd be awesome. But I tested it with a bunch of games because I'm an idiot. Uh, I played Street Fighter. I did Hadoukens. That was perfect. I tried. Hadouken. I tried playing Breath of the Wild. That was not so great not because uh. it's only got one stick. Because uh, oh. it's a fight stick. Oh. So anything with dual camera controls, Snake Pass was a wreck, by the way. Oh. That was like the hardest game to control. Nope. But for 2D platforming stuff, for old school arcade stuff, there's a bunch of Neo Geo games on the Switch that like well, that's you, right. yeah. you might remember playing with with controls sort of like that. King of um, Fighters. Yeah. That? yeah. I tried, I booted it up with um, the Namco Museum and played like Miss Pac-Man or Pac-Man, oh, and it was just perfect. Oh, yeah. So this thing's really cool. It's shaped uh, or sort of like design aesthetically is a nod to the old NES, like original. NES gamepad color schemes. It's got big red buttons um, and that sort of like gray and off gray color scheme. I really like this thing. Uh, you can also take it apart if you want and kit bash it, mod it with your own buttons. You can screw it into a table, bolt it down to something, build an arcade set with a dock in it. Like if you want to make an arcade at home for your Nintendo Switch, uh, yeah, just do that now. Like that's that's nice. one of your options. Awesome. So You're I really dig this thing. Check it out. Uh, they August make very 20th. cool stuff. Yep. Yeah. So the big release last week though, is of course uh, Sonic Mania. Uh, yeah. Sonic is is back on a Nintendo platform. Uh, this is not. I mean, I I have I have my original Mega Drive here in the office. You right. know, I bought one when I lived in Japan. Uh, that's the the Genesis, um, and I loved playing Sonic One and Sonic Two. Played Sonic Two um, two player with my friend all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you know, kind of after Knuckles, I kept on. I kept on running into games where I was like, yeah, Sonic running. CD was good. And then Sonic Adventure, I'm like, I want to like it more than I do, but they, it had so many like camera issues and stuff. And so I kind of like my love affair with the Sonic franchise kind of teetered out with the yeah. move to 3D. Yeah. And then this game just basically 
goes right back to the beginning mm -hmm. and like it's an all new game it remixes the stages but yeah. it feels so true to the original Absolutely. and actually improves on it in so many different ways were you able well, to play it yeah it reminds me a lot about like when i was a kid and i would turn on my sega genesis and that's what i want in a sonic game most of all is just like going back to what its root is that's mm -hmm. why i play zelda that's why i play mario because it goes back to those times where it's like this is how i love sonic and knuckles right. i've always said that there's sort of like two and you kind of like uh, like stepped on it for a second there but there's like two groups of sonic fans there's the ones that grew up in the 16-bit era or grew yep. up with those games mm -hmm. and there's like the sonic adventure fans and they want they want like the the garden where you collect those little animal things Chows. 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 yeah <laughs> yeah Yes, and they want the they want the, the orca whale downhill to running. And they want to yeah. run downhill yeah. past. I want the, a giant yeah. whale to come chasing at me as I'm going off. Yeah, the pier. but I'm 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 like you guys. I mean, I had a Genesis when I was a kid. I played I played like Sonic when I was when I was a kid, and I don't. I've gotten in so much trouble in the past on, on IGN shows for saying this, but like I, I played those games a lot. I never really loved them because yeah. I feel like they don't necessarily like capitalize on the, like, I don't think that they're great platforming games because they kind of halt to a stop so often. Um, but I think that when they get moving, like there's a great momentum to that. There's this great energy to them. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the hell out of the art direction and the music, like all of that is really fun. I'm, I'm more fascinated in this release because it is so perfectly nailing something from an era that I think so many people have forgotten how to nail. Yeah. Like it's sort of like when you watch like like it's like watching Stranger Things, right? Where you're like, oh, you guys nailed the 80s aesthetic perfectly. Yep. And then you watch other stuff where people are doing nods to 80s stuff and you're like, you're this is like a cover band of a cover band of a cover band. But I think these guys and it's mostly uh, thanks to Christian Whitehead, who's been yeah. working on these on these ports for a very long time and helped develop something brand new here. Um, I'm fascinated in the way you make it like a widescreen sort of perfectly in line 16 bit classic game. Like, you know, what's yeah. funny. It's actually the widescreen format is so much better for Sonic. Yeah, right? it yeah. really is. You yeah. want to. It, it gets so fast that you want to see what's ahead yep. and yeah in the older games um you know the ones i grew up with to a fault like make you really enjoy the speed and like you start off and you're going through through the loops and then there are the spikes right yep. or yeah. there is a or you're underwater there is a a, a a bridge that collapses or you fall and you can't see you, you couldn't tell that you were going to die when you when to, you yeah. fall there and there are moments in this game still where you know like you're guessing it's like is that Am I falling to my death or Am is there something down fall? there? Yeah. But the game is much fairer when, when it, it just lets you run. Like, yeah. oh, you want to go, it's like, it's a, it's a um, pinball machine at times. It's just like super speed going through stuff. You see alternate paths and so it makes you want to go back and explore. But some of that anxiety that I had when I played the original games where I'm like, oh, what about that? What about that? Oh, let me slow down and then boop, boop, jump up and explore. Like it removes a lot of that in favor of just enjoyment of running and speed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine like people who play this a lot when they get really good at mm -hmm. it, it's gonna be, there's gonna be so much awesome fun to watch. Yeah. Exactly. I'm excited to see the speed runs in this game. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. for me, the thing I grew up kind of concurrently with those. I inherited my mom's Genesis and was playing the 2D Sonics as I was playing the 3D Sonics as they came out on sort of GameCube and things like that. So I That's had cool. I had the marriage of both, and so I have a soft spot for both, and I think like a great Sonic 3D game, there have been some really good ones. But what I love about this one is that it feels like a marriage of the old school Sonic gameplay, and it's nailed so well here, but with a modern Sonic sensibility. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because Sonic has become, like the persona of Sonic is online, and this very meme -y sort of Sad. thing. And very 
humorous and it's like Sonic yeah. on Twitter is very self-aware. Yeah. yeah. And this game is aware of that and it plays into sort of the tone of things in this game. And I kind of love that, that they found a middle ground for both and it works. I, li- I, I always liked the character and I always liked the idea that this wasn't, you know, obviously there was this Mario versus Sonic yeah. rivalry, yeah. but Sonic was such a different game in that, you know, you rolled up in a ball and like actually some later Nintendo games borrowed that, you yeah. know, that ball mechanic and the kind of speed running stuff, including Mario, right? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it, I, I, I mean, what I, what I really love about this game is it removes a lot of the death traps, but it stays true to the feel and look of many of the levels, and then it just goes bonkers. Like there are mach- like machinations and pipes that shoot you all over the place, and like little uh, you know like little funnels that make him roll in circles before going through the pipes, and like out pop a lot of numbers, and it's a lot of machine. And then you fight a boss, and this might be a minor spoiler, so skip uh, ten Ooh, yeah. seconds ahead. But <laughs> it's Mean Bean Machine is yeah. a boss. Yeah. That was- so you play Puyo Possum. You know. The entire when we saw that in the game for the first time, five people crowded around the screen were like, "What is going on?" Like that is awesome, and it's that's what I love about this thing is that it's clearly made by fans of Sonic. It's self-aware. Yeah. It is so, so yeah. self-aware, but it's also a love letter to that franchise. Yeah. And I agree with you; it keeps the momentum going through the levels, even when you have to pause because it needs to do an animation. You still feel like you're going through and right, passing. Right. And the boss battles are awesome. And it has the 3D stages from yes. you know CD, CD and yeah, like yeah. where it's kind of like the pseudo 3D kind of bend world, and you yes. have to collect yeah. all the blue orbs. I love and, those, or, like, or the, little hidden, the, the little hidden, um, what is it, like, stages yeah. that you can find? Oh, they're so great. Like, almost like Mode 7 levels, but yeah. this feels like Genesis. Like, the way Mode 7 looks and feels was always slightly different from what happened on Sega consoles when they did 3D like that. Yeah. And this feels so authentic and right. And the game runs awesome on Switch, mm-hmm. looks great on Switch, and it's uh, it was a joy to play this on the go, too. I, oh, yeah. And I, it has two player as well. Yes. Yeah. I really hope Nintendo takes note of this and they realize that it's possible to make like a 16-bit Super Mario Brothers game that doesn't look like new Super Mario Brothers. I feel like they ran that uh, that art style into the ground over well, the course of a decade. A little bit. I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about it because in Super Mario Odyssey, they do kind of touch on it yeah. when they go when Mario goes through the pipes and then you oh, yeah. become yeah. Uh, like eight an old 8-bit like Super Mario. And when people saw that, they got super excited about it, yep. so maybe they'll bring it back after Super Mario Odyssey in the future. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, we, Mario Maker but, obviously yeah, kind of played yeah. with had that some so stuff. Much. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I want like just an original new sixteen-bit widescreen Mario World, like Nintendo's level designers to do a Super Mario World two, basically. Yes. Like yeah. exactly, that'd be really cool, actually. But um, yeah, this uh, you know this version uh, Tantalus Media ported it to the Switch is it's quality stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I also love the story of the creation, you know, that the creator used to be used to make fan games in the very beginning and then, you know, was employed to port games and now has taken like the engine that he helped create um, is powering a new Sonic game in the style of the original ones. I, th- I think it's it reminds me of story. the story of I'm drawing a blank at the developer, but the guy who created the uh, Metroid 2 remake that yeah. Nintendo shut down uh, yep. got a job doing level design stuff for Ori in the Blind Forest 2 or whatever yep. they're calling it. Oh yeah. Will but, of the Wisps. Yeah. The Wisps. Which is like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like you start off like, playing cover songs and then all of a sudden you're you're working for the band yeah you know? yep. 
But uh, yeah, I played a bunch of Sonic Mania. I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's a must download on the Switch. Just uh, and it's twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah. Keep keep it around, keep it running on your machine, and then obviously you can do two keep player it. as well. And you unbox a special edition, yes, right? Yeah, oh, yeah? There, so there's a collector's edition. Uh, that one costs eighty dollars. It was sold out initially at launch. I don't know if they have more, uh, but it comes with a twelve inch Sonic statue that is him standing on top of a Genesis. Uh, and the Genesis, <laughs> you can. Uh, toggle the on and off switch so that it plays the Sega startup noise, oh. which is uh, I spent like two minutes in the video just toggling back and that forth. That's that awesome. was great. <laughs> Comes with like a collector's card and a Sonic Mania cartridge. It doesn't actually play, of course, but it looks like an old Genesis cart. And you slide it out, and there's a sort of a manufactured ring, like yeah. a Sonic ring, in there. Oh, that's and great. It, yeah, it's awesome. It's a pretty nice. solid collector's. Yeah, edition. that rules. Very cool. Uh, we are now going to switch topics. We're going to talk about Splatoon two. We've got two people who are really excited. Are you still playing Splatoon, oh, everybody? Yeah, here and All there. All the time. Yeah. I still yeah. pop yeah. in every now and then. So I think you're you're probably the biggest Splatoon 2 player in the office, right? Probably. With Brendan, probably. Yeah. Yeah? Like, <laughs> obsessively so? Uh, well, I'm not I'm not a high level, and I don't play League as much because, well, and we'll get to this discussion about it, <laughs> but uh, I do play it a lot. Splatfest, I'm, like, on it a lot. I have teams that I join every so often. Yeah. So I am a huge Splatoon 2 player. Did you, you played Splatoon 1 as well? Yes, a I lot, did. I right? played it competitively. Nice. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, that, awesome. ex- that explains my many deaths at your hands. <laughs> um, so we're going to deaths. talk about a game that we love very much, Splatoon 2, which, you know, IGN gave a great rating to. I actually like it even better than our review. I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's just such a fresh multiplayer game. But we're going to talk about the five things we want Nintendo to change. Because even though... The multiplayer is awesome. It's got a fun single-player mode, great co-op play. There are a couple of missteps that we think Nintendo can address um, over time and actually fix. Yep. So we're going to uh, start with the the first one. I'll I'll start with uh, with one of them. Uh, maybe we'll go around and each pick a pick a a, a different one. Um, playing with friends. I think playing with friends. It's possible in this game, <laughs> yeah. but it sure doesn't make it easy for a game that is so centered around multiplayer. And just to give you, give you some examples, if you, if you haven't played Splatoon much, you can do private matches online. So if you have eight friends, great. You can get them all together. You can do a custom match. Uh, you can play. If you have seven friends, it's a little harder because, you know, you can't actually invite a random player. You can't open up the room. Um, when you're playing Splatfest, you can start a room and fill it, fill it uh, uh, um, with random players, right? Or actually, you can't. Nope. No, you can start a room with two people. You cannot invite random players. Yep. Um, and so if you have four players, you're great. You can play together as a team and you're, you'll be ranked. Um, it was just a Splatfest demo that, that let you do that. Yeah. Um, in, in, uh, uh, in Salmon Run... You can, if you and I, if we want to play with two people, we can fill the open spots and play four mm-hmm. player just yeah. fine. So that's the one mode that allows everything else. Everything else comes with this asterisk. If I see you online, I can try and join you in Turf yeah. Wars, but I might not be on your team. It will yep. get yeah. randomized. I also can't voice chat with you. Yep. If I want to voice chat with you, I got to set up a room. Boom. I'm limited to the fact that I have to have four players. Like, and you yep, have to have I, your team. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's there are all these um, all these limitations in league battles. You can do uh, you have to unlock it. You have to be uh, level ten. You can do two player or four player. If you three players, sorry, yeah, yeah. one guy yeah. goes home. Like all these weird limitations Little, in this. Nothing game. that completely breaks the experience, but as a whole, like together, yeah. it's, it's frustrating. Like I was playing with someone. We were in person, and it was the first time I was playing online. I was like, oh great, can we join together? And it took like back and forth of, oh wait, no, I'll start the room. No, you start the room. Yeah. Okay, now we're no, now we're together. Yeah. Oh, oh no, we're not on the same team. Oh well. 
so much. And we were ne- we played five games. We were never once on the same. Did you team. put yep. Did you put his friend code into Skype? <laughs> uh, no, I put it into Discord. There we go. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I I started off, but when Splatfest happened, I started started off playing with friends and family using the voice chat chat app because we were lucky. We we're four players, right? Yeah. So we were together, and that worked. And then the maps rotate. Not you know the. Or, or actually it was for Salmon Run. We're playing Salmon Run, the maps rotate, you get bumped out, you're done with voice chat the moment uh, it disconnects because you're synced, right? The yeah. app and the game are synced up. And so even though nothing changed in Salmon Run, because the Turf Wars maps rotated, you get bumped out, you have to restart the chat. It's just like, they're just all these weird caveats between the chat app, the lobby system, and the invites that make it just such a chore. Yeah. And so yeah. we always just went to Skype. Yeah, you know, yes. and at Skype, least Discord seem like such better choices. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to like their voice app. I know they'll probably like adjust to it. It'll get better before, for sure. Before you do this paid online, which is going to happen in 2018, they have to you know figure out a way to adjust the matchmaking, adjust the um the fr- playing with friends, adjust like the voice app if it paid is going to sound worth yeah. it. Honestly, yeah. but the the other thing is that in on, in every other multiplayer environment you can tell what your friends are doing in a game right so i could sign into xbox live and i can see that you're playing splatoon and turf wars yeah in this game you can't you can see that you're around and i can try to join you but i might not um if you happen to be just in overall matchmaking i can be put in a queue and and wait for you to finish and if i get lucky somebody drops out and i go into it but i can't tell what you're doing i can't message you like it's just this weird you're this weird starter i mean it's a new console so hopefully it will get better um it has to so number two uh you guys are far more optimistic than me you want them to fix voice chat and online all that stuff i don't think that will happen so what i want is i want more offline modes okay i want modes that i can play when chat doesn't work when there's no wi-fi when i'm on a plane and i bring my switch with me and i boot up splatoon we have a really awesome single player campaign and outside of that really not much else. Yeah. So I can play like local wireless with some people for some modes, but I want to be able to jump into a match with bots, level up my character a little bit, shoot some paint around, unlock some new gear and keep going and then come back into the online mode when I land and, and, and bring it up from there right now. Currently, like in a switch that's offline, you know, and not connected to anything that isn't near another switch, it's kind of just an icon on your screen. Right. Outside of single player, which is cool. I really like it. But once you finish it, that's that. And you're done. Yeah. Like I want to be able to play a couple of matches. I want something. Just create some sort of online mode. And I thought I'd remember reading, reading like as we led into like the sort of like understanding more about what Splatoon 2 would be, that this is something that would become part of the actual final package. And it's just... It, yeah. isn't, it, it isn't. Well, the, the single player has a couple of, uh, you know, replay options. Like you can play it again with different weapons, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you can spend a lot of time in the single player mode. But I think you see when when there are the the odd arena battles against, you know, Octolings in the single player, the AI isn't very good. I know. Right? The enemy AI is very simple. Yeah. And so like I don't think they're there yet when it comes to the bot game. But yeah, it'd well, be with, nice to be able to play more mm-hmm. offline. With single player, I mean, you don't even get to level up. You don't get to keep anything that's in there, right. yeah. which is really frustrating because it's like, why am I going to play single player? Totally. But yep. um, what I miss most about like Splatoon one is the fact that we did have offline, like you could play with you and your friend. Now mm-hmm. it's like if you want to host a private battle or host a salmon run, you have to have someone else to play with you, and they have to have their own switch. Right. You can't play mm-hmm. with them separately, which is one of like my huge uh, gripes with it. Is just I would like to play with my friends who Split don't screens. have like who don't have switches. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's like kind of like, oh, okay, I finished a match. Here you go. It's your turn. Yeah. And yeah. Split screen really salmon around would have been awesome. Would, it yeah. Be cool. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's yeah. probably hard to see, but you look at a game like Mario Kart Deluxe, right? Um, it works in every capacity online and offline and playing with friends locally is really fun, yes. but you get them out of the picture and you play against bots and it's still really fun. Like mm-hmm. I play, I play Grand Prix on, on, on flights and yeah. you yeah. know all the time. I really, really like doing that. And on Splatoon, I just kind of can't, I have to look at that icon and be like, there's really not a lot there. It's not really worth opening. Yeah. So I end up playing yeah, something totally. else. It sucks. What about number three? Uh, well, what you got? For me personally, I think uh, tying back to sort of online, uh, I would love a little more variation in the map rotation and yes. limitations of that. Uh, having two at a time. So I got the game. I didn't get it day one. So I've only been playing for about a week and a half. But having it already in that small time, I feel like I get bored of the maps in the two hour time period very quickly sometimes. And it's like, I know what I'm going to do as soon as I get on this map and I'm just repeating that over and over again. Whereas if I had five maps that could randomly generate, it would force me to change up my play style a lot more. Yeah. And I think force me to get better at the game. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something to adding that variation that's more fun and more challenging. Well, for Splatfest, they, uh, Marina made like a new map that yep. she yes. like helped create. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, they're going to bring this one in. Lily, like, I have some news for you. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't bring it in. They like, there's some things in Splatfest where it's like they bring it in and then it's gone. And it's like, okay, well, when are you going to bring that new stage in? Are we going to keep that music that is bumping when you're mm-hmm. playing against in Splatfest? Like that's, good music that's good that's a great it's a great stage yeah yeah the, like weird twilight zone one like bring that one see in. i'm torn because i love that splatfest special like i love yeah. booting yeah. up the I game do like the idea and having that. like the night mode and everything shiny and the music is different yeah. I, I dig that but I, I i hear it's a little bit of an issue when when the map rotation is so limited right yeah, yeah. um salmon run actually does a nice job like oh, yeah. you jump in yes. it's not that the yeah. map changes very often obviously it doesn't but they, they mix up the thing suddenly you have like a mothership attack or you know you have the grillers coming in yeah. or something or mm-hmm. you have fog or night or the cannons and like I love that um, and they change guns too yeah, and, yeah. and then yeah. the guns change so it has this randomness factor even if you're stuck on the same level repeatedly you feel like you have to vary up what you're doing a lot yeah. Yeah. it incites yeah. you to get better and try things you wouldn't yeah. normally and I think that's yeah. something smart it's also yeah. for like a game that's so pick up and play you sit sit down and play a few matches and you end up with the same map three or four times in a row yeah. Yeah. and then like that was your session yeah. and it's like a 50-50 chance that you'll get a new map or depending on the rotation. I look at Good the way... Math. Good math. Yeah, yeah. I was able to do that. Yeah. I went to math school. Did you, uh, did you do this true. on your calculator? Uh, yeah, that's what I did. I broke my calculator. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 like, we did a Let's Play of Animal Crossing for Nintendo GameCube yeah. the other day, and it's, it's up on the site now. And the number of multiplayer maps. You just yeah, well, what, one of the things I was thinking about that specifically yeah. is that when you play that game at different times of the year, different things happen. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are, you know, they're sort of like locked down to Christmas or New Year's or whatever it is. But there's items you can get on those days that you can carry home with you all year. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like... I love this, like sort of like the event specialness of Splatfest, but I yeah. do want sort of like souvenir stuff that kind of travels. Absolutely, with that, you know. Yeah. And I think fitting into the map rotation, if they introduce a new map for Splatfest, like yeah, I kind of want to bring that home with me and yeah. be able to try or, it out. Or the or the t-shirt and Splatfest. Or the t-shirt, yeah. 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 Even with uh, Splatfest specific maps or anything like that, even if it's a period of like, hey, this will come in four months or something. Yeah. So like, we want to make it special. Some info, yeah. So one yeah. thing that I mean, they could like. 
I, I don't know why they limited it to the two map rotation. I wish they would expand it to something like five yeah. at least. You know, obviously they have a huge back catalog of maps that they can yeah. bring in. But if not that, then maybe some sort of special condition like they do in Salmon Run. You know, I brought this idea up before where it's like, could there be a black light thing that happens and you can't tell the difference in the colors? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's more about like remembering where you sprayed and like yeah. it becomes much more like you do that one every 10 matches or something. Like yeah. just something to break up the, you know, the, the, the factor that you brought up where Sometimes you have the same map four times in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I just would love them to bring in like if they show us a new map, bring it in. Yeah, you know, don't don't take it away from us. Or if you're going to bring it into the next Splatfest again, like I don't want you to bring it in, take it away, and then not like Libby does where not where to go. It's mine. I I earned it. <laughs> I didn't. I was team catch up. We didn't do. All one. right. I got one. I'll go for the fourth one. Uh, online stability and dealing with disconnects. So I've yeah. talked to a few friends. Zach, um, Zach, Zach, you know, Zach, Zach was very, very mad at the beginning. I was like, do I have a bad connection? But we were playing with three switches in my house and only one kept getting disconnected. Um, uh, at a time, like it was never everybody dropped off. So I know it was my internet connection that went away. Um, I, I've encountered disconnects and people dropping out of the team. And that happens with any game, right? Like you can never expect servers to work 100% of the time. But the problem is Splatoon deals with that in a in a in an unfair way, I feel like. If somebody drops out in the beginning of your match, you're three against four. There's literally no way. There's no. literally no way you can win unless the other team really doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so you lose and you get dinged for that, right? Yeah. Like you are, you know, you, you, you don't get the points you deserve. You have no chance at winning all of that combined. I wish there was some sort of adjustment where either the game said, you know what, this match was just for fun. You know, like it's not going to count towards your record or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or that a disconnected person can join back in. That's exactly. what a lot yes. of games do, right? Yep. Yeah. That's the one that I would love for them to, you know, just have where it's like you get disconnected. But when you go back into the lobby, yeah. it's like, would you like to rejoin the match or? Like, yeah. Because now sure. it just says or, this looks pretty suspicious. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too. I'm <laughs> like, it, it wasn't okay, my yeah. fault. I got yeah. disconnected and now I'm being treated or like a suspect. <laughs> like this, this goes back to my point. But it, like if you design great AI, like have an AI character pop drop in. Take your yeah. Or, yeah. or buff the three player team. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Like they get a little bit more yep. ink or something. Yep. Like or they, like the special ways to deal gauge with is yeah. a lot higher. That'd be great. And this wouldn't be an issue if it didn't happen. Like I feel like every session I play, it happens a couple mm-hmm. of times. Still. Oh, you yeah. see like those phantom people kind of disappear. Or yeah. like, stay in place. Like it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's one. Uh, Lily, you have another one. Ooh, let's talk about our favorite thing, matchmaking and the lobby. All right. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So (laughs) if this is not your favorite thing, it's certainly mine. Let's talk about the fact that we can't exit out or change our equipment. That is, I feel like, the biggest gripe that everyone has about Splatoon 2 and they had about Splatoon 1 is the fact that you can't change your weapon. You can't exit out of the lobby to change your weapon or your gear. You have to play the full game and then quit. And I feel like that's such a huge issue that I wish Nintendo would address. So in Splatfest, you can bring up the you can change your weapon, but in regular play, you can't for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, right? I don't I don't understand like why at all because it it seems like it's such an easy fix. Yeah, I mean, but I th- they don't. 
do it? I think yeah. originally they were thinking they liked that chaos element of not knowing what the your team members have or the other players have and then kind of committing to it. But yeah, it is really weird because Splatfest lets you change it. Even yeah. They could still keep it a mystery if they want that. Like yeah. You can't see other people's loadouts. But, but the fact that it's in there in a certain particular case and isn't all the rest of the time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's odd that a game that sort of um, pushes you to collect and try so many different weapons also sort of makes that difficult to uh, adjust in between matches. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you have to kind of back out and come back in. But it's like it's it's like I have a I have an arsenal of like fifteen different weapons right now. Like yeah. I want to if if I'm playing with one and I'm bored and I want to switch over to something else, like let's make it a little bit easier for me. Especially if you're playing with friends. Like if your friend has, for example, a roller and you do too, and you play a game, then it's like okay. I'll quit the game. Be right back. And then yeah, you have yeah. to change and then you have to wait and hope that someone leaves the yeah. lobby. Yeah. So that goes so that back to the playing with friends, friends right? Yeah. Like yeah. You have to be lucky then to get back in, in with your friend yeah. because you can't just team up with someone and then match make with random people. Yeah, yeah, but it would it would be so nice if they just like added, you know, like uh, an equipped button that you could do it or just leave the lobby. Yeah. What, what's something. weird is they, they did add the ability for loadouts via Amiibo. So yeah. you can save your loadout to an Amiibo and then you can bring it to your friend's house. I thought for sure they'd make it so you can just quickly sw- uh, switch while you're in the right. lobby. Yeah. yeah. Like matchmaking is actually long enough for you to be able to go into your items. It's also when you're playing um, when you're playing Turf Wars or anything, you want to level up your items. So you want to go and check one that hasn't been fully leveled up and maybe swap through through, right, it becomes yeah. this kind of this uh, meta game of leveling up stuff. So it is a really confounding omission. Yeah, especially with clothing. I mean, I, I might be yeah. the only one who's like, "Ooh, I want to upgrade all of my yep. clothing," mm-hmm. uh, but I can't do that. I have to do the same thing, exit out, and then go back in. And it's just a lot of like redundancy that's unnecessary. It's a lot of waiting. Yeah. Matter. I mean, to me, I, it's it it doesn't seem like this was a purposeful design choice, but more of a technical question. Yeah. Like I feel like this is something they'll eventually get to. Well, this is like, I mean, they, and we're, we're still early in this, in this weird new hybrid console handheld life cycle, right? Yep. But yeah. every one of these, every game that comes to Nintendo Switch has to work as both a console game and a handheld game. And I think with Splatoon, it's like you start up the game, there's this like, minute-long speech from the two characters, and then it jumps into the, lo- the main area. You mm-hmm. jump into the lobby, you wait, you go into a match, you come out, you wait. Like, there's a lot of, like... I mean, I think about, like, the best mobile games I've ever played are the ones that, like, you're just in in a few seconds. That's why people love Flappy Bird as dumb as it was. Like, you're playing that game in two seconds. Yeah. Who loves Flappy Bird? I don't know. We Nobody cover- loves Flappy Bird. They, they, they hate love it. Oh, my God. Really? You yeah, loved you it? Too? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, oh, see? Well, there no, it is. No, don't look at me. I didn't look Anyway. I was uh, shutting this down. I just think, I think these games in general need to be a little bit snappier right like i think about like breath of the wild like you you just hit the button and you're you're kind of in there's a loading screen and you're running yep. around in the game or they can um, do the same thing with sheldon where they did the zr where you speed yeah. it up. it's like listen yep. marina pearl you're great speed it up yeah let's go yeah. i want to get to just that let game. me snap right especially in if you have no intentions of playing some of the other modes you came yeah. for a very specific thing like yeah. salmon run right yeah, like, which great. by the way you didn't touch on that are you happy yeah. that you can't play it on certain days it, no it's a weird thing to me uh <laughs> that i haven't loved so far i know lily you have a little bit of a different opinion yeah but for me it's been that thing of because i'm not keeping track of the days always in my head where when i can and so i was asking a friend oh we should play some, uh never mind Mm-hmm. You can host like private, yeah, private it's, it's, parties of Salmon Run, but the reason why I like it and I feel like a lot of people might disagree is the fact that Salmon Run has a lot of good prizes when you play it often. Like they give you like ability, um, 
what is it like ability cards, ability chunks. They give you like experience tickets that you can get with like Krusty Sean, which is awesome. Like those are great. But if it's continuous and you have to, and it's open like all the time, you're going to take advantage of it. And I take advantage of it when it's open. Like I, I play it all the way until I get like uh, 1200 experience and I get ah. all of those bonuses. And at this point I'm at 300,000 coins. It's like, what am I going to spend solution. this on? You don't Just, need to yeah. be invisible. But you could, but you could, they could make it so that they reward times. Like only at, on certain days do you actually get rewards. I mean, that yeah. would be one approach. Or to deal with. But I mean, look, yeah. we, we have, we had a lot of suggestions for fixes and improvements. But there's so much awesome stuff in this game as oh, well. Yeah. Like oh, every yeah. time, I every time every I play online and every time I go back into Salmon Run or I just play local multiplayer, I just find so much to love um, and so much new to discover. Yeah, we really love this game. Characters are so cool. It's At just like point, I love how like vibrant and different this world is. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's more of like therapeutic to me. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be right back. Uh, it's been a long day. I'm gonna play Turf War. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. then I'll just play it and I'll ask people if they want to play it or if they want to play League. Like yep. that's just what mm -hmm. I want to do. So the good news, Nintendo keeps on updating this game, so we'll be yes. uh, probably seeing a lot of updates over time. So hopefully these five are going to be part of it. Yep. So we've got a couple of uh, minutes left before we close out here. So I wanted to get to some question block. Sure. Um, questions from our fans. These come from the IGN inbox this week. NVC at IGN.com if you have any questions for us. Remember to keep the questions uh, short. Um, Brian, um, do you want to start maybe with the, with the first one? Yeah, sure. I have a good answer for it too, but I'll, I'll open up to you guys afterwards. Um, where are the, Aaron says, where are the FPS games for Switch? It's first person shooters. This is a huge genre for Nintendo. They're missing out on, especially with big games like Call of Duty and the Battlefront series. Why doesn't Nintendo realize how big this genre is? I think, I, don't, think? I think they realize it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily Nintendo's fault. I think, well, I mean, we talked about it earlier, EA is waiting to see if they want to port things. Capcom was waiting to see. The third parties are waiting. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I think for them, they decided, let's not try and port rush ports of all the games coming out this fall. Right. We're going to wait till the next cycle. Like there will be, Call of Duty World War II is not going to be on there, but the next Call of Duty could easily be on there and they just didn't want to rush a port out and I'm glad they didn't because that when they do that for console launches I don't think that's great like I don't like those I things. think COD will come for sure Absolutely. but I think I mean I think Nintendo realizes how big the genre is and that's why we have games like Splatoon which yeah. you yeah. know Grant's third person but still a shooter like that and territory based and obviously Metroid Prime 4 is coming back which has that first person element mm -hmm. but, I th but I think also one other uh, reason why um, we haven't seen a lot of FPSs is I mean in the past Certainly, Nintendo fans haven't bought some of them yeah. On, yeah. on the Wii U and the Wii. Um, but also, the developers who make them are usually the ones pushing graphical envelopes. Yes. Not a lot mm -hmm. changes in those games from year to year, right? Like, we leverage this complaint against Call of Duty all the time. Although, I actually think they, they innovate quite a bit. And sometimes, uh, you know, people don't, don't uh, give them credit for give it. Give them credit yeah, for it, right? Like, yeah. the zombies mode and all that kind of stuff. Um, but these are the best-looking games on the market with, like, a lot of time spent on the graphical engine and those developers usually aren't that interested in backporting. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. first-person shooter as a genre has been synonymous with sort of graphical prowess for a very long time now, if not since sort of its inception. Um, and Nintendo consoles historically kind of haven't been. And the Switch is able to do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, 
if you've played Breath of the Wild, you know that. Uh, there's a bunch of other games. Mario Kart looks stunning on this system. Splatoon yeah. looks stunning on the system. Um, I don't really think that it's the first place that anyone wants to go for a first-person shooter because it just doesn't – it's not going to be able to n- maintain the same level of fidelity. And you look at games like Call of Duty ported to Nintendo Wii. Uh, I believe there was a Call of Duty ported to the Wii U. Am I correct? Yeah. That was, I yeah, believe, yeah, yeah. probably uh, was one of the like sort of – like lowest selling games in the history of that. <laughs> That's the other thing, right? I mean, you do have a sort of like kind of statistically younger user base a lot of times that don't gravitate towards those things. There were ta- Call of Duty games ported to DS. And if you want to know what like a, like a, an action intensive set piece, heavy <laughs> first person shooter with all the bells and whistles looks, looks like completely stripped down of all those things. Yeah. I mean, it's like laughable, that sounds but cool. yeah, but, but they're, I mean, they're games like PUBG, right? Like player unknowns, battlegrounds that, that aren't as graphically intensive right. as these games. And I, I feel like that is a miss. Like, yeah. Well, Microsoft was smart to jump on absolutely. that, try that to get brilliant. it as, at least as a limited time exclusive, yeah. but that game on the go would be so awesome yeah. too. I, well, you know? I think like, with, yeah. with friends, the thing about looking at the switch, in Nintendo's history, also multiplayer first-person shooter, especially multiplayer games, are online heavy. Like there's yeah. the emphasis on online right. play, and yes, the Wii U and the Wii had online capabilities, but they weren't the same as what they were. We were looking they at with Xbox true. and yeah. PlayStation. And now that obviously Switch is making that push, but this is brand new for Nintendo and third so, parties. Could be worried. So my suggestion, uh, because I don't want to just give up on this genre entirely no. on the Switch, yeah. is that developers start looking at classic stuff that works, uh, single-player focused stuff that works. I would love to see a port of the Bioshock collection, for example. That would be oh, really awesome. Oh, that'd be yeah. amazing. That'd I would be love so to see cool. a port of like GoldenEye or Perfect Dark in HD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've been asking for those for ages. People have worked on them. They Even exist. something like yeah. Wolfenstein. Yeah, something yeah. something that works really well for that platform. Doesn't lean on voice chat online or graphical prowess. And I'll say something really quick about it. Like I one hundred percent agree with everybody i do think that the developers just don't see call of duty or battle uh battlefield in the like in the nintendo switch but i would 100 percent agree if they did bioshock mm-hmm. if they did goldeneye because the switch to me front star wars uh, yeah yeah if yeah. the switch to me is more of like a platformer like let's take it back to like more of a story arc which is what goldeneye was yeah, bioshock it. is more story like if you're looking for online i would say stick to like xbox one yeah, ps4 totally. pc but if you're looking for story fps the switch is 100% the place to go to. I agree. Yep. So we have question for uh, good. We have question for one more time. <laughs> Yoda Schneider. Um, we have time for one more question uh, before we, we got to go because they need the studio and they're, they're going to start um, throwing fruit at us and we can't turn invisible. Or fly. Wow. I can fly Uh, out of here. So next question comes from Kieran. With Nintendo's business model for the Switch seemingly being to keep a constant flow of quality first-party games, what would your predictions for 2018 releases be? Obviously, we know about Yoshi and Kirby, and you would expect Animal Crossing to perhaps tie in with a mobile game. But what about the remaining nine months? I think 2018 is too early for both Prime 4 and Pokemon. It is. Those yeah. are not. What do you think is coming? Because those games were not games when they were announced. It was right. They were logos, right? Yes, they were logos. Yeah. Uh, 2018, uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker 2. I would love that. And yeah. I don't <laughs> think it would be that intensive. Uh, I think we're going to see a couple more Wii U ports. Yep. Uh, like deluxe editions. Smash Brothers has to come. And that would that, be. I think that's the big awesome. one. Smash. Yeah. You put out Smash in March with year. all of the DLC characters. It's an early game that will sell like crazy. And I will happily pick that up to have Metroid that. Prime Trilogy Collection. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. that. Yeah. Yep. I think I'm in the minority that would say uh, I would love a rhythm heaven 
Like, sure. oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. man. Yep. Rhythm Heaven and Nintendo uh, DS and then on the Wii U was so much fun. I would love it to come back. I, I just think great. they will go. They, they still have a lot to prove with this machine. And I think they will go for bigger names first, right? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, it feels like you're getting an installment in every franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors. We're getting Kirby and Yoshi and uh, Metroid and Zelda and Mario and Mario Kart. And so the ones missing are definitely Smash Brothers and Animal Crossing as Kieran said. Yeah. I feel like Animal Crossing's gotta be there. It's gotta yeah. happen. Be great. Yeah. I, I think the um, big release first party thing every month is gonna slow down significantly in 2018. I think it's like we're setting our expectations. You think they're late. running out? I just think it like it's, I mean, they're probably looking at stuff like arms going head to head with Splatoon a month apart and that sort of ca- cannibalizing each other's, you know, bodies or however you cannibalize. Uh, <laughs> I don't eat people, sorry. Um, but I think that next year we're gonna see it slow down a little bit, but we, you will see big stuff. Like you probably will see an Animal Crossing. You will see a Smash Brothers port. I'd love to see a new WarioWare, like if we're going yeah. into oh, the deep yes. chest of weird Waluigi Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Single. Waluigi's Taco Stand. We're finally going to get that game. Mario <laughs> sports games, like I'd love another tennis or a golf or yeah. things like that. Uh, but also I think I'd love to see more partnerships. Obviously we have to see the full game, but uh, Mario plus Rabbids. Yep. Like more third party related ones that you wouldn't expect this type of game. But so far from everything I played, like I'm very excited to play more of it. And I, I think more potential for that. I also think what sort of significant improvements they can offer to their virtual console line yeah. will help in lieu of sort of padding that out if they go like this month we have mario 64 and like it looks and plays great and here we go yeah well, we have 64 we have gamecube yeah. i would like to see mushroom uh, kingdom garden warfare yeah oh, i'd play that that'd be very yeah. nice right all right those are all the topics we have for you this week this is the end of nvc as you know it um this as episode, you know this it. episode just this week Calm down. <laughs> it's okay well well we are uh we're going to pack up we're going to fly to germany for gamescom yeah we're so going to check in our flights you can probably watch us uh, live um, uh, with NVC from Germany yep. in Cologne. Uh, probably very, very sleepy, but uh, we'll tell you everything. There. We'll tell you everything we played at the show. Um, NVC is, of course, not the only show at IGN. You can check out the IGN show. That's a great name for what it actually is, which is kind of like our, you know, our summary of everything that we're excited about. Um, it airs uh, on Disney XD on television uh, every weeknight, but you can also watch it on IGN the next morning, and then. Of course, there's Game Scoop and Beyond and Up at Noon. Yep. You just did the Animal Crossing we play on Up at Noon. We're putting it up to yeah, it's up now. We put up an hour long let's play of Animal mm-hmm. Crossing for Nintendo GameCube. So fun because we're weird and why not for yeah. our hundredth hey. episode of Up at Noon Live. Awesome and Unlocked, of course, and our many wonderful shows. Uh, where can people find you when you're not on NVC? For example, on Twitter. Oh, Splatoon Two, Lily X Y Z, and then on Twitter yeah. it's Cool Cat Lily Z. Awesome. Yeah. I'm at Agent Bizzle. I'm at JM Dornbush. And I'm Pear IGN, and we're out. Team Flight.